It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get right through now, it. the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. That was uh, a little uh, Mysterioso uh, music. The theme, actually, from Murdoch Mysteries. This is Friday, and we turn the spotlight uh, during the third half of our three-hour tour on uh, arts and entertainment. And one of the uh, one of the things, of course, a lot of people have been binging a lot of television over the last year and a half because of staying at home to avoid uh, the public health risks involved with the pandemic. 
One of the shows that I came across and watched <laughs> an embarrassing number of episodes was uh, Murdoch Mysteries starring uh, Yannick Bisson. And um, his wife, interestingly enough, is uh, a guest on my show today during the third half of our three-hour tour. And uh, she's written a book. Let me see if I can find the exact title here. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, Raising Your Kids Without Losing Your Cool. And she is, of course, um, wears a lot of hats. She's a producer, actress, parenting expert, and regular contributor to Zoomer magazine. She's also the owner of Chantilly's Place, a marina in Ontario's Kawartha region. And uh, it claims to um, have raised three fully functioning young adults and splits her time between the lake, Toronto, and Los Angeles. And with you because she'll be uh, joining me during the third half of our three-hour tour. But we've got a lot more going on the show today uh, than uh, just Chantel, although I thought I'd uh, kick off with that little uh, piece of the Murdoch mystery themes. During the second hour of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with um, brain expert uh, and board-certified psychiatrist uh, Dr. Timothy R. Jennings. And he's... Um, talking about uh, the benefits and the differences between uh, biblical meditation and the Eastern meditation. And uh, that should be a very interesting conversation coming up in a little bit. But first, we're going to focus on uh, college entrance exams. Uh, the AP exams are coming up next month. They're put out by the College Board. And from the College Board, I have joining me uh, coming up in, in just a, a couple of minutes, Lori Benton, who's the Senior Director for Counselor Engagement at the College Board. They give uh, the AP uh, college entrance exams. And again, that uh, comes up in May. And we're going to talk a little bit about the impact of uh, covid on this year's tests and um, and how they've been adjusting and, and trying to figure out with uh, how to do things digitally, um, which is not new, but they're doing it more and, uh, and, and there's a lot of interesting stuff. So stay tuned. We're going to talk with um, Lori Benton from the College Board coming up in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the Tom Sumner Program, and uh, school has been very different this past 14 or 15 months, as many parents know, and uh, it's 
caused some changes in a lot of uh, standard ways we go about doing things, including the AP exams, which are coming up next month. And and we're going to find out a little bit more about how things have changed and and how uh, the College Board, which uh, uh, administers the um, advanced placement or AP uh, college exams, what changes they're making, and so on. With uh, my guest this hour, who is the Senior Director for Counselor Engagement for the College Board, Lori Benton, and she joins me by phone. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Um, You know, things are so different uh, these days, I'm not even sure how to introduce stuff. Um, let's let's talk about the uh, the college board and and the AP, um, what they are exactly and how they've changed because of uh, the the pandemic. Well, advanced placement is an opportunity for high school students to take college level coursework while they're still in high school. Uh, the program includes up to thirty eight different um, courses that are available. However, each school determines um, which courses they may be able to provide to their students. Students can uh, talk with their school counselors and their teachers to identify what would be the best fit based on their interests and passions and what's available to them for them to take. And at the end of the uh, academic year, students are able to take an AP exam, and um, the exam is scored on a one through five uh, scale. And for students who earn a three or above on that um, AP exam, many colleges offer uh, credit and or placement. And so this is a great opportunity for students who are interested in um, pursuing college after high school to um, challenge themselves and experience a level of rigor um, in the classroom while they're still in high school. Now, see, Lori, I've learned something already. Um, I, For some reason, I just had in my head that the... Uh, uh, the College Board provided AP exams only. I didn't realize that there were courses and coursework that could be done, but do a lot of students um, just simply take the test and see where they place? There are some students who just take the test, but most students actually take the course that culminates in the AP exam. And that's the the, the most um, rigorous opportunity for students to um, participate in. We love Um, And students enjoy the exposure to different materials, information, and resources and engagement um, that the AP courses provide them while they're still in in school. Now, how are the AP AP courses given before, during, and after COVID-19? They have been, uh, the, this year, um, the, they adjusted. So just like everyone else, we had to adjust. Right. We just had to adjust. And last year, um, when schools closed down, we know that uh, the material and the coursework could not be covered completely. Um, and so that was reflected in the AP exams. Colleges uh, weren't able to provide instruction throughout the entire uh, second semester either. So they understood when we had to um, shorten the exam. Um, we uh, uh, adjusted the exam accordingly. This year, however, colleges and schools have um, gotten a handle on remote learning. And so the expectation from the colleges is that um, that the AP exams will reflect the entire course um, uh, content for this year. 
so that when students are uh, earning that college credit, that they are placed accordingly and can be successful in the subsequent coursework at the college level. Now, um, this is a little awkward because I, I may be bringing up a competitor, but what's the difference between the AP, the Advanced Placement, and uh, the SAT? Well, the SAT is one of our um, uh, culminating exams or the college entrance exam. And so um, you're not bringing up a competitor. This is one of our, our other opportunities for oh, students okay. who are interested in using SAT scores in order to for admissions and or scholarship programs. And so while AP is a, a coursework that's offered in high school, uh, the SAT provides students an opportunity for college admissions testing. It's a college admissions test uh, for students who are interested in pursuing either college admissions or for them to um, qualify for uh, scholarships and, and merit-based awards. And is there any concern that some students have had uh, better access to remote learning for things like uh, the AP exam coming up, um, and, and certainly the, the coursework available? Well, we know that things have changed, that things are changing, and people are adjusting. But we know for this year, um, each school is going to make um, decisions about which AP exam options it can provide to its students. And as you mentioned, those test dates are going to be between early May and mid-June. Most schools plan to administer AP exams the traditional way, in school by paper and pencil. Uh, but for those schools who are unable to provide that in-school option, there are going to be full-length digital AP exams, um, and they're going to be available in most subjects. And schools can actually mix the at-home and in-person exams and also mix testing dates as needed, because that's what we know, is that there needs to be adjustments and flexibility, and this provides um, that for schools. So we also know that whether it's going to be paper or digital, all AP exams will be um, full-length, and they're going to measure the full scope of that first-year college-level course. And is there uh, – how much time does a student need to put in to prepare for that AP? Are there uh, programs and courses, uh, resources and opportunities that have already gone by, or is there still time? Oh, absolutely. They've been working hard towards this credit all year because – we know, as we mentioned, the colleges will award that credit and placement for scores of three or higher. But there are additional resources to help students um, prepare for the exam. And all students have access to free daily uh, AP videos as well as the AP daily live review sessions that are actually happening right now. Um, these AP daily live review sessions are on AP YouTube channel from now until April 29th. And that's where students can um, use that resource to help them review course content and the skills before the exam. Also, students can watch AP Daily videos at any time um, on any device through the AP Classroom on our College Board site, website. And we encourage um, students to talk with their teachers because they have been planning and practicing and studying and learning all year long in order to make sure that they're best prepared for the AP exams. Um, and their success on those AP exams. 
More with Lori Benton from the College Board about AP exams straight Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. 
where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Lori Benton from the College Board about AP exams straight ahead. Um, Lori, is the AP, the, uh, AP YouTube channel and, and other online options that are available, is, is that new since the pandemic, or were these things in place and, and just got used more as, as people did more remote work? That, it's a little bit of both. Um, of course, we've always had access, students have always had access and resources to materials online along with their teachers as well. But of course, uh, with the pandemic, we made sure that we expanded those offerings and um, just to, to give you an example, since 2020, uh, September of 2020, um, we've had over 21 million views um, of our AP daily videos. So they really uh, became very popular. Laura, I don't want to put you on the spot, but how does that compare to, to the same period in 2019? That's a great question. And I'm not, I can just tell you it's significantly less. <laughs> significantly less as far as the the views on uh, YouTube. We created lots of resources. That was one of them. Uh, Had to pivot and make sure that all students had access to that information at their fingertips. So this was uh, a great um, accomplishment and achievement uh, for the students. We wanted to make sure that they were best prepared and had uh, access to their content regardless of whether they were in school or um, learning from home. Um, has you mentioned a variety of tests? Have there always been a variety of tests, or is this another adjustment because of uh, uh, the way kids have had to be taught over the last fourteen, fifteen months? Yes. No. Each um, AP course has always um, included an opportunity for students to take the AP exam. The only difference um, as far as the pandemic is concerned is that we've included additional flexibility to ensure that those digital exams um, can be both uh, given in school and or um, at home digitally based on uh, the needs of the school and the realities that uh, the pandemic has brought with it. How is it, um, the online versions, how are they, um, I don't know how you would describe it, secured? I, I remember um, a time when, you know, uh, people taking the test would go into a classroom and they'd have so much time and they'd have their number two pencils and they'd go like crazy, finish the exam. And then it was almost like the exams were, were put into a bank bag and carried by armed guards out to a, <laughs> a secure uh, Brinks truck or something and, and taken off to be scored. Um, now I'm exaggerating, of course, but there was, you know, a, a different way of um, securing 
the the information yeah. and the testing. How is is that? How are you able to do that from a logistic and, and timeline standpoint, but also from a security standpoint when so many more are using the online options? Well, great question, um, and it's a, a very um, um, relevant, timely question. Um, we're, we will be providing students and schools with exam security guidelines for the at-home testing that address the risk of collaboration between students and their classmates, family, and friends, and also to ensure the security um, of the exam. We want to make sure that uh, students who are, for the small number of students who may try to gain unfair advantage, we have a comprehensive and strict set of protocols in place to prevent and detect cheating. We want to make sure that um, the information that is being provided is from that student and uh, ensure that those scores are kept uh, as clean as possible. And, and we are working very hard to make that happen. Um, and that's going to be happening through a comprehensive end-to-end -end security approach um, to identify students when they test and ensure that each student's results actually represents their own work. So that's in, in, in the plan as well. And as I mentioned earlier, while we do have digital exams and we're, this is an opportunity for flexibility, we know that most schools um, are going back online or going back in, in the building, and so most of the AP exams this year will be paper and pencil as they have been in the past. But we do want to make sure that um, students in schools have that flexibility, and regardless of, of mode of the exam, that security and um, uh, security as, is at the utmost pri is one of our utmost priorities. Is um, yeah, I, you don't want uh, students googling their way through the exam, <laughs> right? Um, That's right. That's right. Is is the timeline um, basically the same uh, as it has been in the past, and and how was it last May? Yes, the timeline is the same. Uh, we just added additional um, testing windows. So as I mentioned earlier, um, last year and years previous, there would be um, two windows of um, testing administrations. This year, there's three. So we want to make sure the students are best prepared and have that, and schools have that flexibility based on what they need. And particularly for students who are taking those digital exams, we want to make sure that they can make sure that they know they can get ready for the digital exam right now by downloading and installing the new digital testing app and begin practicing with sample questions. And uh, there are a few more tips that I would love to be able to share, and that includes that first and foremost, students should get the device that they are planning to use to test, download and install that app, and then practice, of course, and set up for the exam at least one to three days before each test. And then on test day, students should actually check in to the app 30 minutes before the digital exam begins. Uh, we want, you know, families to be confident and students to be confident and teachers to be confident that um, this testing app keeps students from losing their work, even if their internet goes out. Um, and we know how that can, can be unsettling. You want to make sure that after all of that hard work that actually it's going to be captured and we are committed to making sure through this app that their work will not be lost regardless of whether their internet goes out. And then all answers are going to be done directly in that testing app. There's no handwritten responses on the digital exam. And then, of course, at the end of the day, 
should there be an unavoidable test disruption, students can actually request a makeup exam if they if they experience any problems. So um, we want to make sure that this digital experience is a good experience um, for all students, uh, regardless of where they are and, and what um, the status of their in-school versus out-of-school um, status is. With the... Um when you're doing the uh, the digital app version of the uh, AP, yeah. how much of um, how much of that how much oversight is there? Um, is it parental? Is there someone on you know on online that's monitoring the the students that are taking the exam? Right. Well, in, in order for students to take the exam, they have to download this or take the digital exam. They have to download this digital app. Some schools are um, downloading it en masse. So if they are providing digital exams in school, then um, they are using that opportunity to help students, monitor students um, downloading of the app. The actual exam itself is, is students will be able to take those at home and or in school. And based on uh, the structure of the exam, students work, students progress on um, completing the requirements for the exam is going to be closely monitored. Um, and should there be any um, concerns uh, about um, uh, work, um, their work and what they're submitting, as I mentioned earlier, there's going to be um, verification of their identity, they're going to be able to confirm that their work is, is that they submitted their own work, and student responses are going to be evaluated using a range of digital security tools and techniques, including plagiarism detection software and post-administration and analytics. And in addition, each teacher's, um, in each student's AP teacher will receive copies of the work the student submits to us as well. And that will enable teachers to spot any inconsistencies with um, their student's known work. And, and you said there are uh, different kinds of courses and different kinds of exams. Um, for some reason, I thought there was just only one exam. How, what are the different types of, of courses and exams? And, and how do how do kids determine which one they're supposed to be taking? Well, it, the, the, the exam that students take is based on the course that they are participating in in um, high school. So, for example, uh, as I mentioned, there are 38 different courses that are available for students. And so for, um, it, they include courses with titles named AP Research or AP Seminar or AP Art History or AP English Literature and Comp. Um, in the History and Social Sciences, we have AP Government and Politics. So students, um, students take that course. So if I am registered in an AP Psychology class, I am learning information that is um, similar to, aligned to first-year college AP Psychology course on the college level. At the end, however, I'm taking that course, learning that material, being exposed to the rigor and the pace, similar to that that I would do if I were in a college course, but I'm doing that while I'm in high school. At the end of that year, because AP Psychology is given as a year-long course, 
at the end of that year, I have an opportunity to sit for the AP psychology exam. So each course has it a, um, an aligned exam. So that's how students know which exam they need to take. It's based on what they have registered for or what they're participating in as a part of their high school coursework, advanced, uh, advanced placement coursework. Now, for some reason, I was um, always under the impression that, that college uh, entrance exams could be used to determine what, um, what disciplines college students wanted to pursue. Is, is high school preparing students differently uh, now? Um, are, they, are they making those determinations like what types of majors they'll have and, and so on? Um, long before the, the college entrance uh, process? Well, of course, um, high school is supposed to be a preparation for life after high school, whether a student is going to pursue a two-year, four-year, or you know, the military or, or the world of work. We want to make sure that um, we participate, we support students who are interested in pursuing higher-level coursework, rigorous coursework through advanced placement. So high schools are helping prepare students understand where their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, they are able to um, help students identify areas that they can challenge themselves in. And that's where advanced placement comes um, in for students. And so while high schools are not determining students' majors, students' experiences in high school, both um, academically, extracurricularly, are helping to uh, give students an understanding of their interest so that they can identify once they get to college or if college is in their, in their future, then they understand what areas um, of, of um, study that they would like to pursue while they're in college. And uh, how, um, how much are colleges relying on, on these exams to um, screen uh, students applying to uh, to them? Well, AP exams are not, um, AP, the scores that students get on AP exams allow in, informed colleges about credit and placement for first-year college-level coursework. So, for example, a student who sco scores a three or a higher, and back to my um, AP psychology, if I were a student who took AP psychology in high school, I scored a five on the AP um, psychology exam. While colleges want to see that students are uh, pursuing the most rigorous coursework that's available to them, they also will provide if a student submits, when a student submits their AP score of five, colleges in their placement of a student for students to be able to um, in their, their coursework on the, in their freshman year. That student may have the opportunity to place out of Psychology 101 and be placed into Psychology 201, or they will be able to get credit for three hours of psychology to meet their requirements for graduation. So each, each college has a different process, and that's why it's important for students who are in AP or taking AP um, to an interest in certain universities, post-secondary universities, to actually... Um, go on their website, and each college has identified what their AP um, placement and credit policy is based on the scores that students have earned on that AP exam. 
And in the uh, in the time frame now, it it runs from when to when for uh, students to to download these apps and and take the exams, or when is the uh, when is the exam? What are the windows for taking the AP? The, the exam windows begin in early May through mid June, and the students who are um, taking the digital exams, the co- the school their high schools are identifying which exam get which exam window they're going to take and whether they're going to be in school or whether they're going to be digital. And students can download that app right now. If they're going to be a digital student taking the digital exam. Um, on taking the digital exam, they can download the app right now, and that information is at apstudents.org backslash apexams2021. And how does the, the registration work, Lori? Is it first come, first serve? Do they, do they um, or can they select a, a date that they prefer? How, how does that work? The registration happens in the fall when students and confirmed in the fall with uh, through the school and the, the AP oh. coordinators who are on campus and, or on, on the high school campus. Um, and so they have already identified and registered, pre-registered students, and students are, have confirmed whether they will be taking the AP exam. And so all of that is already um, ready for students to, to move forward. So there is not an additional step that students need to take as far as registration is concerned. That, that is uh, taken care of in the fall. Um, but if they have a, uh, a date um, set for when they're going to take the test, um, how, much, yes. how much time in advance of that do they have to, um, is there something they have to do to, to prepare, like downloading the apps if it's online? Right, they can do that right now. The the app is available right now for students to download. Um, they can go online and be able to download that app within uh, um, to their account. They need to to make sure that they're going to get the device that they're planning to use that use to test, download, install that app right now. Practice and set up for the exam at least one to three days before each test. And then on test day, students should check into that app at least 30 minutes before the digital exam begins. The testing app keeps the students from losing their work, uh, even if their internet goes out. And so students can ultimately um, request a makeup if they experience any test disruption. So um, right now is a great time. Uh, they can, of course, we want them to be using those resources uh, such as AP um, Daily. Uh, the AP Live uh, as as well so that they can uh, practice that content. So all of this is happening as we speak. It's been a part of a process that has began began with with when they registered and started the class, the coursework. So it's it's moving right along right now. And so we want to make sure that uh, they are well prepared um, for the exams um, that kick off later this, 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 this month. Were there any declines um, in the numbers of, of uh, students participating in the in the AP coursework and, and testing um, last fall because of uh, because of COVID? 
There were slight declines, um, of course, and it, it, for students, uh, we had about a 6% decline from 2019 to the number mm -hmm. of AP exams um, declined by 7%. However, over a five-year period from 2015 to 2020, the number of students taking AP exams and the number of exams um, taken both increased by 6%. So um, there has, you know, COVID definitely uh, impacted uh, some of the opportunities for students to participate, but, but overall the interest in and participation in AP and um, exam taking uh, increased overall. Well, Lori, I, I appreciate you spending this time with me this morning. This is uh, good information for, for parents and students to, to have. And... Um, my my guest is uh, from the college board uh, talking about the advanced placement or AP college exams and how those are being made uh, more available during uh, the remainder of the impact of the coronavirus. Um, my guest is uh, Lori Benton, Senior Director, Counselor Engagement for the College Board. And Lori, as I said, I really appreciate you uh, sharing this information with me and the listeners this morning. But I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. I assume that College Board has uh, a website. <laughs> Great assumption. Uh, I want to remind uh, those uh, listeners that if they are interested in, in re receiving or accessing specific information about the AP exams, um, uh, I would suggest apstudents.org backslash AP exams 2021. apstudents.org backslash AP exams 2021 is a great place to start. Well, Lori, thanks again, and uh, keep up the good work and stay safe. Thank you. Same to you. It was a pleasure. Take care. Once again, that was Lori Benton, uh, Senior Director for Counselor Engagement with the College Board, talking about uh, the process uh, that students will be going through to take their AP exams this year in the wake of COVID-19. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program. <laughs> comes along that's spreading like a plague and POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague. Well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better... <coughs> now back in 1918, influenza had its run. But half the docks were busy overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media and scientists to say, if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation, because we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation. We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. 
If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart. Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised. Who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us. In a stretch of quarantine, the lesson to July. A super bad, transmittable, Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, Hi, awful this is Joe virus. Hi, the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination: a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the bath. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. 
Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. Tom Sumner Program.com. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Thank you. For my first encore, I'd like to turn to a type of song. <laughs> The type of song that people like myself find ourselves subjected to with increasing frequency as time goes on, and that is the college alma mater. You find yourself at a reunion of old grads and old undergrads, and uh, somebody will start croaking out one of these things, and everyone will gradually join in, each in his own key, of course, until the place is just soggy with nostalgia. Well. A typical such song might be called Bright College Days and might go like this. Bright college days, oh carefree days that fly To thee we sing with our glasses raised on high <laughs> Let's drink a toast as each of us recalls Ivy-covered professors in Ivy-covered halls. Turn on the spigot, pour the beer and swig it, and Gaudiamus get a tour. Here's two parties we tossed to the games that we lost. We shall claim that we won them someday. To the girls, young and sweet, to the spacious back seat of our roommate's beat-up Chevrolet. <laughs> to the beer and Benzedrine, to the way that the dean tried so hard to be pals with us all. To excuses we fibbed, to the papers we cribbed, from the genius who lived down the hall. To the tables down at Maury's, wherever that may be. <laughs> Let us drink a toast to all we love the best. We will sleep through all the lectures and cheat on the exams, and we'll pass and be forgotten with the rest. Soon we'll be out amid the cold world's strife. Soon we'll be sliding down the razor blade of life. Ready? <laughs> but as we go our sordid separate ways, we shall ne'er forget thee, thou golden college days. Hearts full of youth, 
Hearts full of truth, six parts gin to one part vermouth. <laughs> This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Should the teacher stand so near, my love? Graduation's almost here, my love. Teach me Very high above you 
should a shooting star go by I take that star to write I love you a thousand times across the sky one thing isn't very clear my The teacher stands so near my love Graduation's almost here my love Teach me tonight Graduation's almost here my Teach me tonight. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but that's not right. Old-fashioned radio 
for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com You pilots, get off of my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here! It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on! Go on, get out of here!